Yes, indeed. Father God, the war is won. Thank you, Jesus. It is finished. You are the Lord God. Your word stands, and we believe it. We receive it. We know it to be true. And so I pray that you would remove the doubt, the unbelief, the double-mindedness, the worry, the anxiety, the fear, the waiting, the weariness of all of what Satan tries to do to just continually mock and and, uh, reduce your word, your word to nothing. We, for, we remain strong in you, Lord, because you are strong in us. And I thank you that we abide in you. And you said, you are the, bran- you are the vine, we are the branches. So cause us to rest in you, to know who we are, that we're loved, we're appointed, we're chosen, we're yours, Father God. And I thank you that all of the demonic surroundings, circumstances, events, situations that try to pull us away from that revelation would be quieted, removed, dealt with by your spirit, that we will know that you call us by name, that you love us, that we are inscribed upon the very palms of your hands. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you that this mess has been made a miracle and a testimony to the goodness of God because of your obedience, your faithfulness, your love. So God, I pray that you'd open our hearts, our eyes, our minds, our ears today, that we would have an understanding that we've heard so many sermons, so many things about your love, Lord Jesus, that it just kind of doesn't mean anything to us anymore. But I pray, Father God, that this day, those words would sink deep into our understanding, into our minds, hearts, bodies, that we would be healed, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, welcome to this day, and welcome to Rescue Radio. We're going to be doing a little bit different, something a little bit different at the end um, we're going to be talking today. I'm not even sure what to tell this, who I am or God knows me or whatever it might be. But at the end of the show, we're going to be doing a couple words of, of knowledge that the Lord has given us for specific people. So you might want to hang out to the end if you can or fast forward to the end. I'm not sure what you do. But anyway, we're talking today about knowing that we're loved by God. In Jeremiah, we see a man who has been called by God, appointed, identified as a spokesman for the Lord by God himself, and yet he's slipped into a place of, of despond, if you will, in twenty verse, chapter 20, verse 14. And he, like Job, is cursing the very day that he was born. Well, Jeremiah said, he got to the place, he said, where cursed be the day that I was born. Let the day not be blessed in which my mother bore me. Let the man be cursed who brought news to my father, saying, A male child has been born to you, making him very glad. And then he asks this question in Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 18, Why did I come forth from the womb to see labor and sorrow, that my days should be consumed with shame? Yeah, good question. And I think this is the kind of the summary of the strategy Satan uses to overwhelm us with shame and worry and anxiety and all kinds of things to just distract us from everything, from who we are, what's going on, who God is, the purpose of this whole place, uh, our life down here. Yeah, because we get caught up in the the pleasures and the pains mm-hmm. of life. There, there's just so much going on, so much confusion, so many things change 
so many tragedies, so many frustrations, so many struggles. We're so sick of it, right? We yeah, just we, we, we get just tired go, of it. You know, Jeremiah get, just was getting tired of it, and and we get tired of it too. I think we get numb, numb to the good and numb to the bad. We just kind of like go through it like zombies in some ways, spiritual zombies, and this really uh, keeps us from. If you if you're numbed out in your being, in your feelings, emotions, if your skin doesn't pick up sensitivities anymore, you're numbed. You're you're kind of living in a world that you aren't you don't even aware not even aware that you're living in and so the question becomes a lot of times the questions are actually lost the question the most important questions in life who am i where am i from who's you know who knows me who cares about me those questions get lost Mm -hmm. yeah and especially if we're you know we're abused um we have a you know horrible parental upbringing or we don't have parents we don't have a father maybe don't have a mother or there's there's abuse there's all kinds of emotional abuse there's all there's no direction yeah there's no uh affirmation of who we are yeah and even you know in this growing up years those are are so formative right for programming and and they they can just haunt us Mm -hmm. the things that happened in our childhood can haunt us all the rest of our lives well that's what the devil would hope that they would do yeah but you know um the question is in all of this you know corporate pain Mm -hmm. commonality of suffering Mm-hmm. Who am I? Where do I come from? Why, you know, we don't even ask those questions. Who am I? Where do I come from? We just want to all be part of everybody else. I got to be like everybody else. You got to be like that herd mentality. Uh, do what everybody else is doing. Do what you're told. And Satan is trying to manage the the world, the human race, by his agenda, his narratives, his media, his, you know, his his his, his stuff that <laughs> he speaks over us all the time and surrounds us with. Yeah, this is a question of identity. You know, how many people, you know, spend their whole life not knowing who, not they, are. Knowing who they are, really? Well, here's, here's the deal. When Jesus came, you know, he, he changed that. He individualized our lives. He spoke over people. But we can ask the question, who who has spoken over you? Who who speaks over you? Who calls you out? Who acknowledges you or, or our existence to clarify who I am? Um, has anyone taken the time to look at me or notice me? or call me out, or call me forth. Um, our experiences, you know, obviously, as you said already, define our behavior to either enhance or diminish And, who and what I happens, am. too, is we get kind of pushed into a certain category right? that may not fit us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like David in the Old Testament, when he was going to go against Goliath, Saul put his armor on, oh, okay, if you're right. going to go fight this giant, you got to have this armor. This is how you have yeah. to be. And David said, "No, that's not. That's not well, who I am." That's right, because David knew who he was already. But you know, here's the problem: Jesus came here um, to to point us out, to to individualize us, to call us out. Uh, we're not just a number, a statistic, a part of a, a crowd, unknown and unacknowledged and unloved. Think about it. You know, in the hurricanes, in the earthquakes, in the desperate uh, calamities. 20,000 were lost, 80,000, 4,000. They just become, it's not mothers and fathers and children and brothers and sisters. It's just a statistic that makes, that makes meaningless. It makes to- the whole tragedy absolutely meaningless. And this is the way we live. We live with all of these kind of things that dehumanize us so many ways. Mm. But here's what happens. When Jesus came, you know, when Jesus came, what did he do? 
he, he would stop. He would stand still. He'd go to their dying children. He would call them by name. He would touch their sick, their leprous bodies, acknowledging them in their pitiful suffering states, conditions. He would speak a word over them, into them, about them. He would look at them, listen to them, their desperate pleas. He would love them. He would come, his compassion would have compassion on them. He would single them out. He would defend Mm -hmm. them, protect them, heal them, deliver them. He prophesied over them. He fed them because they were three days with him and had run out of food. He cared about each one of them and individually he cares about us. Um, and, And with that, you know, stopping and thinking about it, he looked at them. He stood still for Bartimaeus. He stopped for the leper. He touched the leper. If you're willing, you can, you can heal me. He called out the man with a withered hand. He called him out. The man in the, in the, uh, in the, in the religious, in the synagogue, the man who was demon possessed, he spoke with him. He set him free. He did not judge these people for what was going on in them. Um, he did not single them out like Nicodemus uh, or, or uh, 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 um, Zacchaeus. He didn't single them out to, to, expose them or ridicule them. He, he actually called them out. And this is the problem. We do not get very much acknowledgement. Um, he knew who they were. He knew who we are. He knew who Jeremiah was. Uh, he cared for each one. He cares for each one of us individually and as much as he can and could in the time when he was in human restrictions of time and space. He touched and, pl- and, and loved and, and cared for them and, and made, the, made them know just a spoken word. This is what you need. This is what I need. We need God to speak over us, identify us, call us out, acknowledge us, encourage us as one of his individually made children. In Psalm 139. Psalm 139, we have this. He says, um, beginning with verse 1, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted and are acquainted with all my ways, and there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. Mm-hmm. He says, you have hedged me about. You, you Basically, you've surrounded me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot contain it. And he goes on talking more about this. He says, you're going to, you're going to lead me. I can't get away from your presence. You're going to hold me. You're going to keep me in the, in the darkness. Uh, he, he said in verse, and he gets down to verse 13, for you have formed my inward parts. You have covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Yeah. So it's right from the very beginning. beginning. And here's the deal. Well, can I say something about this first? We yeah. were not mass-produced. This right. is not a uh, assembly line production of human mm-hmm. robots or humanoids mm-hmm. or whatever. Each one of us has been thought up in the mind of God and developed, planned, uh, created, designed, whatever you want to say, 
very specifically with very specific giftings, talents, uh, coloring, features, whatever all that is. And so, you know, God is able to do that. He's able to be mindful of all of us even at the same time. And so we don't, uh, he doesn't want us to get lost in the masses of other humans and, and, the, and the, the demonic push to become like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeremiah too, getting back to Jeremiah, he said, um, Jeremiah chapter one, verses four and five, he said, before I formed you in the womb, this is the Lord speaking to him, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you and ordained you a prophet to the nations. So before we were even born, mm-hmm. we it were there. Good. We were in the heart and mind of God. We were in eternity uh-huh. from before the foundation of the world. And God actually recorded We're chosen it. in yeah. him before, from before the foundation of the world. So we go way, way back into the heart. We go way back. Marjorie, into the very DNA, if we could say that, of oh, God. God. Right, mm-hmm. he says, in the days, he says, and, and in your book, they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. So we're not unknown. We're not alone. We're not unacknowledged. We're not n- not noticed. Even though the world may push you aside, look and, and, and you know, choose only those who are beautiful, spit those who are, those who are smart, those who have some yeah. special talent or something, you were all pray. How precious also are your thoughts towards me, O God? Do you know that God is thinking about you today? Um, and, and how great are the sum of them? Um, you know, when we're struggling in our everyday worlds, whether we're trying to teach a class uh, of eighth graders or whether we're trying to uh, engineer a new design for a, a, a something or other, or, or whether we're catching dogs, or, you know, dog catchers, whatever we are, wherever we are. The Lord cares about us, and he doesn't look at our circumstances or how other people might see us at all. He looks at us through the eyes of love and compassion. Remember that big, very famous, and very popular um, picture painting everywhere, all, you know, um, where Jesus, there's, there's in the footstep, there's only one single set of footprints in the sand when we're going through trouble. He is, like, carrying us, yet we don't always realize that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I've heard it said, even some old timers that have said this to me over the years. They said, well, God's too busy. You know, why should he bother with me? I mean, he's got the universe to run. Um, that he, he just like, why would he care about me? Because mm-hmm. we think we're so insignificant. Even well, that question. Yeah, wh- why would he care about Where's me? that from? Yeah, I know. I is mean, that from the Holy Spirit who no, God has sent, the third person of the Trinity, to live inside of us, to guide us? into all truth and to walk us through this this war zone down here. Really, seriously, people, stop. Check your thoughts. Ask the question, who's talking to me? Who said that? Where are you from? Get used to being interfered with, disrupted, confused, uh, dis- lied to by the devil who actually uses your own mouth to lie to you and to get you to be confused and deceived about who you are. He says, um, how precious... Also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Listen, 
this is, it's not about us, but it is about us. It's all about us. For G, from Jesus' point of view, from God's point of view, the Father, it is all about us. It's all about rescuing us. That's all they had on their mind. Everything else was in order. Heaven was in order. It had been cleansed and, and, and re, the devil had been cast out. But now there's this problem on the earth. So all of what they do, all of what they did, all of what they've written, all of what they speak, all of what the Holy Spirit still works through the gifts of the Spirit, words of knowledge, words of miracles and wisdom, is about us. So again, going back to whose report are you going to believe? We, we suffer. Suffering can bring um, training. It can bring uh, a chastening that brings us to a, a more sober reality of what and who we are, what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, but pain, we, we all are exposed to suffering, to pain, to fear. Um, and that fear comes from not knowing that we are loved not, and, and thinking we're alone, helpless, trapped. There are many people today who are super trapped. They're absolutely swallowed up by their circumstances, by the people who have ensnared them, the, the devil that has used the people to do that. They're overwhelmed alone and they don't understand what's going on but they are not alone. We're never alone. God, if you, like it says in the Psalmist, you cannot hide to the depths, to the, wherever you go, God knows you're there. And so, so often our identity is determined by our experiences or mm-hmm. it's by our experiences or what we do or what we cannot do or what other people say about us, what other people's opinions are about us. We believe Because those words are powerful. We could get locked in because somebody says, well, you know, you'll never make it. Or somebody says, you're just, you're like Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, either way, we're, we're not defined by the opinions of other people. But we really are. We're not, but we are because they're so powerful. Those words are so well, this, powerful. This is what, that's a, it's a wrong, it's a wrong definition. Yeah. But we can live with a wrong definition of who we are. Or what our we're whole expected lives, to do. Our whole yep. lives. Yeah, or what we think is our job or our responsibility um, to be the rock in the family, to to make sure everybody else is okay, to be the one who takes care of everybody else in the family. That's that becomes your purpose. Uh, everybody else's pain and problem becomes your your reason for existing. That is not why the Lord brought you forth to be a uh, you know just a, a carrier of everybody else because you're just as important as they are. Um, and when we believe that there's no one there to help me, really what we seek in this world is acknowledgement. I mean, and that's okay to do that because we're made by God and God wants us to be acknowledged as individuals, as precious, as mm-hmm. um, priceless, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, and yet we look for acknowledgement and love and recognition in all the world's ways and become trapped and disappointed and used by those things. We try to, you know, be the best, you know, compete and be the fastest, be the smartest, be the most skilled, get the acknowledgement, the acclaim of the world, get on the front page of somewhere, you know, to so people know who I am. But that isn't who you are because that fades. That's gone in three days and they don't remember your name from anything. But really matters who you are inside and knowing who you are inside. Yeah. Now, how, how do we break through the fact that we've had all these experiences, yeah. good, bad, horrible, tragic, we've had all these experiences that really work to form 
who we are, how do we what life's through? all about, and who God is. Well, it is you know, come. So it, many say, well, if God is so good, if God really cares about me, why did I have to go through all this hell? Well, he's going through the hell with us. That's the problem. We don't understand that he's right there with us. So when we are looking for meaning and purpose and acknowledgement and identity, um, we need to want to receive that revelation from Jesus Christ. Remember when he, he was calling the, the disciples, some of them he renamed, and some of them, like which one was it, Philip, he said, I saw you under the fig tree, yep. and, and there's no guile in you. So he was saying there's no guile in you, but he's proving that he can say that and has authority to say there's no guile in you because he said, I saw you under yeah. the fig tree. So that endorses or gives evidence to the fact that Jesus Christ had the wisdom, the the, the insight, the uh, authority to speak into his life that he also was a man of with no guile. Well, he... And that that revelation that came to him, the knowledge that Jesus knew him mm-hmm. so intimately in those moments, whatever he was doing under the fig tree there, mm-hmm. God saw him, and that that became a basis of belief. Right. He said, "You are the you're the King of Israel. You're the Messiah." Basically, that's what he was Philip saying. Philip was able to see that, but then, he yes. was able to see that because of the intimate knowledge of God that that Jesus had of. Him. Well, you think the same thing with Zacchaeus, you know, and he was climbing up in the tree because he was short of stature to see Jesus. He heard he was coming by. And so he w- went for, he, he, you know, he was, and Jesus looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, I need to come to your house today for tea. It's like, okay, this is part of the, the, the playbook here. Like, you know, come down. And Zacchaeus then immediately got into that mode of repenting, giving back what he's stolen, acknowledging the truth, confessing his sins. And, you know, that's part of it, too, is knowing when when we're known by God and that revelation comes to us, we, we begin to have that great gift of confessing, repenting, uh, declaring the truth, stepping out of the lies that we have tried to get ourselves to believe. Yeah, what you, you use the word there, Margie, revelation. Well, it, it really takes all of this really takes a revelation from God. The Holy Spirit, yes. Because you can, it's like people can explain something to you, read something to you. You're loved by God. Okay, Mm -hmm. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes. So God so loved the world. But those words become trite because you've heard them so many times. Okay, so many times, but I don't know if I believe, I don't know if I know the love of God even though he's, stating it, just the statement itself doesn't really do anything well, unless you have the revelation and, of it you, and yourself. And that revelation comes through of a specific word. Jesus specifically spoke to these men. He specifically gave words of knowledge. And I think that's why words of knowledge, as we're going to be kind of sharing now, are so important and powerful because it's like God sees you in your house, in your car, uh, on, on your lawn, wherever you are, in your trouble. And he speaks so specifically to you that you know that he's seeing you. And that's where the hope comes. That's where the, the peace comes. That's where the, the healing comes. So uh, in a word of knowledge, a word of knowledge is given to encourage faith. And it's given to spark faith so that when God says he wants to do this or this or this for you or heal you of that or whatever, that that your faith is, it's like a, a wick on a candle. It's lit. The word of knowledge the word of love, the word that God cares about me, sees me, knows where I'm struggling, that stuff, that, that, that wick gets lit 
by the fire of God's love, and that's when transformation happens. So, you know, if we will, bear with us a few minutes here. I'd like to share with you a couple of things that words of knowledge that the Lord has given us um, this past week and this morning for um, those of you who are listening. The first one I got a couple of days ago um, is that there's someone, and I think it's both, there's more than one actually, a man and a woman, but there's men and women, um, with a pinching pain on the top of their right shoulder. It's like something is pulling, pulling it out of place, gripping it, making lots of pain. Uh, and it's 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 there in your right shoulder. And I say to the Lord, thank you for pointing that out for my brother. And I think what keeps coming to me is this person or persons there. One of them specifically is wearing a red plaid shirt of some kind. And whether it's a, uh, you know, a, I don't know, a red plaid shirt. Anyway, um, and so this pinching on the top shoulder. So you need to know that God sees what you're wearing. God knows what's going on with you. And God wants to heal you. So we say, yes, Lord. Heal, remove that gripping, the grip of the terrible one over that shoulder, whatever has caused it. And it hasn't, it's been kind of a long-standing thing um, that you will remove that today and it will be gone. I command that spirit of pain and gripping that's holding on to that top of that right shoulder to let go in the name of Jesus Christ and never come back. Um, there's another person or persons out there. This is a common thing. Um, head colds, uh, symptoms, head cold symptoms are common but this is someone who's had it for a long time. It's a sinus pain, nose plugged. It's kind of, you think it's allergies, stuffy, foggy brain, um, kind of debilitating. You don't feel like you can do anything. Um, uh, nothing you seem to do or take makes it any better. Um, this is not a common cold, although common colds are also caused by the enemy. Um, I command this spirit in your head, this foggy, stuffy, attack against your your respiratory system against your sinuses against your 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 thinking against your head i command it now with this brain fog i command you in the name of jesus christ let them go this is not remedied by a certain medication this is a spiritual thing and you must leave i take the sword of god's word and separate you from this person's head from this and you take your symptoms with you the pain the plugged up nose, the allergies, the allergic reactions, the fear, all the histamine reactions, get out. You will not manipulate their their autoimmune system, uh, their defense system against them. You will not, you will not set op- uh, operate it against them anymore in the name of Jesus Christ. Let their head be clear and their mind clear and let them rejoice and joy, uh, enjoy this day in Jesus' name. Yeah, there's... Um a lady, you're you're in your kitchen, and you're just kind of, sort of pacing. You're just sort of, in a whirl, like a whirlwind almost, where you just don't know what to do. You you're just kind of in your kitchen, and you're kind of walking around, looking around. You're almost like, almost like turning in a in a circle, and you're just overwhelmed, and you don't know what to do. And you, it, it's just you're almost like you're you're putting your hands on your head, and you're just so despondent, despairing, yeah, mm-hmm. despondent. Mm-hmm. You you just really don't know what to do. You're just being overwhelmed. There's so many things coming at you all at once, and and the Lord wants you to know that that he he's got this. 
he he is giving you peace mm-hmm, right, right now, now. Mm-hmm. Let, let the lord give you his peace jesus just 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 settle down and say and you know that jesus has got this yeah. and then you you think it's all out of control and 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 fear has just gotten a hold of you you just again overwhelmed but listen when my heart is overwhelmed it says in the psalms lead me to the rock that is higher than i so he he's just saying that listen he loves you he's got you he's with in you a, in the situation that you're in and what's going on in the lives of those other people that are kind of contributing to that overwhelming feeling you don't know what to do you feel trapped and um but lord yes, he knows about this deliver us he's taking care of it and so just if by god's grace lord we just pray that you give this one your peace mm-hmm. your peace just your your peace and confidence and rest in you lord that 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 she she will just lord just kind of um just uh, settle in on you Mm-hmm. Just, just, just settle lift this down. burden, this oppression from yeah. off of her Father yeah. God, in and Jesus. restore her heart with mm-hmm. you. Praise in the God. Name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's another person out there with arthritis in a right elbow. It's a burning, searing kind of pain, and it's a it's a woman. Uh, and I believe that you have just had some major falling out or fight uh, with a close family member, and more than likely, it's an, an in law. And so we command that this spirit of arthritis, bitterness, friction, um, words that are spoken against you, injustices, uh, that the enemy is used to bring a demonic judgment into your elbow or into your joints. We command that spirit, you take your judgments and your pain and go to the pit because Jesus Christ is watching over the situation and he has forgiven. If you are that person, confess any kind of ill feelings or uh, bitterness that you have towards the other person, confess it, forgive them, which means you release that judgment to God and you let God judge it and bless them with a deep and holy revelation of salvation because they probably uh, don't know Jesus and they surely don't know him as well as you do. There's another person out here, um, your child, It's an in- your child is an infant, um, and this is kind of weird, but this is what the Lord gave me, has severe diaper rash uh, that doesn't seem to get cleared up. And there's been lots of crying and pain and trying to comfort this child because they're hard to comfort because of the, the pain and the diaper rash. I believe it's a little, in, uh, the infant's a boy. So Father God, we just pray right now that this child, the spirit of fear that's upon him, will not, will not overcome him, but will be, um, be, uh, Comfort, he'll be comforted in your presence. And this out, uh, manifestation through the irritation, through the burning, through the diaper rash will be cleansed and healed because there will be no more anxiety because the anxiety is creating a histamine reaction. And Father, we bind that spirit of fear and anxiety in this child and let him calm down and let him receive the love. The, the love blockers have to be removed and all of those that block the receptor sites for this child's love uh, through the spirit of fear, must be removed now in the name of Jesus, and this child will become cuddly, and he will become uh, receive your love, uh, your and, and the love of those around him. Amen. And there's a, a a woman in your job, in your regular work day, you you walk down the long ha- a long hall, and and I just see you like you've got a like a skirt, kind of a business skirt, and almost like, you know, almost like higher heels. You're walking down this this long hallway, 
and it's like a you know like a hard hard floor it's not like a carpeted floor but there's a major decision you you do that on a regular basis you walk down this long hall when, at, at work and there's a major decision that you need to make and and uh, the, the lord wants you to know that you will make the right decision you weigh it you god god is giving you courage to make that decision i don't know what the decision is but he's giving you courage and you will make the right decision i think You'll, it has something to do with your job yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i believe it's definitely job related so well, just, we, just know that the Lord is, he's on it. And you. we praise God and thank him for giving you courage and wisdom to str- just be strong in that place. Um, it might also mean that there's a transition coming in your world uh, with this decision. So we just pray that God will, he's already equipped you and blessed you to, to be strong in that new place. Um, there's also someone who's suffering from the loss of a child, not through death, uh, but through the allurements and the deceptions of this world. Uh, in their pursuit of themselves, they've lost themselves. Uh, they've moved to a different city uh, looking for themselves, um, and they're falling for some lies. But they are coming back, and it will be soon. So be kind, be gracious, listen to them. Don't cut them off. Don't frighten them with your fear. Rather, don't lecture them or scold them. Just begin to give praise uh, to the Lord God for their soon return and bind the spirits of deception and rebellion and fear that have driven them out. We bind that spirit of fear that's coming after so many kids to drive them away through the curses of demonic judgment. And we release this child to come back to their senses as many. And it, it you know, um, that you will bring them back. Lord God, bring them back to the, the safety of the truth and that they will be hungry for the truth and that their parent will not have to cram anything down their throat because when this child comes back, they will be more ready to receive the truth than their parent will be to give it. So, Father, we thank you for these completions of all of these words of knowledge today. Do you have one more, Jerry? Well, I just wanted to say that uh, someone needs, those that are hearing this today, receiving these words, need to let us know. How oh, can, right. How, how yeah. best can they let us know? Okay. Um, yeah, well, we'll give you a couple of ways. Uh, we have email, um, and Jerry, what's your email? You could contact me. It's J-A-R-R-O-L-C-O-L-E at yahoo.com. Again, J-A-R-R-O-L-C-O-L-E at yahoo.com. Yeah, that'd be good. And my email would be mcole, C-O-L-E, at liferecovery.com. Yeah, please do let us know mm-hmm. uh, that because um, we want to minister to you in yeah. real world in real ways, not just you know giving you more word that you've heard a million times. We want it to anchor in and get some traction and make some make a difference in your world. So, Father God, we thank you for those who have received the words of knowledge and and know that they are loved by you. And we know that there's many more. We could spend probably the whole hour just doing this. And Lord, you're with each one. I pray that you'd reveal your love and specific love to the specific place where your people need to be raised up and encouraged, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we're recommending Life Recovery, the website. Um, check out our all the free stuff we have. Uh, go to our YouTube channel, uh, and you'll see all kinds of things, uh, good teachings, video content that's excellent, um, some of the things that we actually teach 
at the Setting Captives Free Intensives. And our first intensive is coming up soon, actually, November, which is soon, actually. Yeah, uh, what are the, And what the are date the... is uh, November 26th through uh, December 2nd at um, the Northwoods Camp. So you might want more information of that. You just want to call Dave Johnson. That's um, 612-414-5575. And let him know you're interested. The camp costs, it's a seven-day camp for lodging, food and lodging, um, 250 bucks, and you can be scholarshiped. Other find somebody to pay for you. This is a very and this is a seven day intensive, uh, deliverance, healing, uh, teaching, yeah, mm-hmm. camp where we have really good food and really good fellowship, and God does a deep work. So, again, that's the November 26th through uh, uh, December 2nd, uh, and also put on your calendars October 28th. Uh, we're doing another conference over in uh, New Hope, Minnesota uh, on, on uh, Bewitched. It's going to be called Bewitched and right before Halloween. So God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.